Welcome back, bookish people, to the E-Reads Podcast. I am your host, Liz, and this is my podcast where I talk about authorship, books, and all the different parts of the creative process. Today, I have a budding author, Kaylee, here to talk about her journey creating a nonfiction book, which is releasing on July 11th, called Make Money Your Thing. So before we jump into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about Kaylee. She has been in the financial industry for over 15 years, and her love of money started very young. Growing up in a single-parent household, she watched her mom struggle with finances and wished there was something that she can do to help. Today, as a single mom and financially independent woman, Kaylee is called to support women in their financial lives. She continues to create initiatives to grow a community that brings together financially independent women that are stepping into their worth as serious earners and smart investors. She also has a children's picture book called Money Wise Mabel's Bursting Bank coming out in September, which is aimed at opening the conversation to talk to children about money to build their money confidence early on. Now that you know a little bit about Kaylee, let's have a quick ad and jump right into the episode. Today's podcast is brought to you by Liquid IV, which is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. The thing that I like about Liquid IV is it's very convenient to add to your daily routine. It's you know conveniently packaged, so you just got to take out one stick, add it to your water bottle, and you're good to go. There are 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to choose from that keep you hydrated. Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins, including B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EREADS at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code E-reads at liquidiv.com. Welcome, Kaylee. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely anytime. And, you know, to welcome folks to the show, I'd like to start with what's called like my bookish question. Just something light and fun about reading. So you're ready to go? Yes. All right. So you mentioned that you are a new writer. And so I was wondering, is there a book that inspired you to write? Whether like to start your writing journey or like while you were writing, you read it and you're like, yeah, I'm like reignited and ready to go into writing. But is there a book that inspired you? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Like I'm just such like an avid reader. I've always like surrounded myself with books. So I think it was like Growing up, it was reading a lot of just like fiction novels that made me so inspired. Like some books I would read, I was just like, my mind was like blown at like how good they were. And I was like, wow, I want to do this. Like I want to create something. But I think it was like just kind of books to do with like lately, a lot of like personal finance books were kind of my inspiration. Um, Because for me, it was I knew I was writing like that was my decision. Okay, I'm going to write a book about money and finances. So like just works of authors from like different kind of personal finance books was really inspiring to me because it was sort of what I was trying to do. And 
Um, so that, and I guess we'll like what was on my writing journey, I would actually like pop open pages of Untamed by Glennon Doyle. So I really liked that book. And I found like when I would just kind of open it up to just anywhere and read something all of a sudden after a couple of paragraphs, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go and, and write mine. And it has nothing to do with money and finances, but just something about it was just so beautiful and, and kind of all over the place. And, but it just would like, it's so like opening it up to wherever random page I would find. It just was like inspiring to just kind of push me on my journey. That's exciting, right? Like, you know, it's such a good feeling too, like when you read something and it just makes you feel like so good that you just kind of like pour that into whatever you're doing. And like, that's like really fun. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Writing can be fun. Yes. Yeah, like, so I'm actually, you know, money sometimes scares me. Yes. <laughs> I try and be better at it. Sometimes it comes to me well and sometimes it doesn't. How was it writing a book about money and finances? Like, what was your journey like? Yeah, that's a great question. So I guess growing up, like money was really a source of struggle for me and what I learned and, and saw. So my mom was a single mom and, you know, she did everything she could, but like it was tough. And mm -hmm. and there was times where it was just like, I almost like hated money for what it, right. it did to like her and how it, you know, how much stress it caused her. So it was like this love-hate relationship. But I think kind of that being my beginning, it was quite like a, I don't know, a push to write this book or to create that. Cause you're right. There's so much like there's fear, there's, there's stress. There's almost mm -hmm. like even shame when it goes like really deep to a, a matter of like our worthiness when it comes right. to money and how we're, you know, doing in the whole money game or whatnot. And so I think it was like the beginnings for me, it was really stressful and money was almost like the enemy, but then mm -hmm. it was like, I want to figure it out. I want to create something then too, to really help all women. So women, like you're saying, women who are feeling scared, feeling intimidated. I wrote this book for that reason. It was like what I thought I would want, you know, my daughter to know when she grew yeah. up, like it was yeah. like everything in one place of like what I would want to share with any woman, because I know obviously I can't work or help all the women out there. So it was like, how can I give something? So women don't have to feel that way. So maybe I can help women that were, are like my mom and going through those scenarios that that they can, it can be different, their relationship with money. Mm, I think that's like so helpful. Um, it can be hard to do to strike that balance of like education, but also kind of like this, like acceptance of like, no matter where you are on that this journey. And so I'm, you know, I'm curious. So this is a, you know, nonfiction book, right? It's, it's, yes. This is about like tools and strategies, correct? Yes, that's correct. So I'm always like really fascinated, like, how do you structure this? Like, what did like the planning and writing look like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So at first it was like very technical and boring. <laughs> so I was working with a book coach, thankfully, and she told me that, and which was great, you know, don't hold anything back. And, and so it's so interesting because she's my book coach was, you know, she wrote like, fiction. And so it's so great to work with someone like that because yes, there is this balance you have to strike because nonfiction can be really boring when it's coming from the mouths of us professionals. And we're just like getting all into like, well, you do this, this, and this. And she's like, like, it's just, she's like, <laughs> you have to, you know, you have to have a story and, and yeah. you still have to do the story arc. And I was like, at first I was quite hesitant. I'm like, well, how does that make sense though? In a book about money. But 
she had me like do activities to like bring out that creative side and, really? and then find stories. So obviously like I'd have the kind of technical points and what I want to get across, but then she'd have me come like bring out stories that really help like illustrate this and, and take that reader on the journey. And then it came to two, like restructuring the whole book. So then when I got to the editing process, my fabulous like structural editor was like, no, this isn't working at all. Like you need to like rearrange the whole thing. It has to flow. Like it has to take the reader on a, the, the steps almost like where it's like, you start here and then you get to there. And I was like, Oh no. Like I felt like she was saying like rewrite the whole book. Like I was just like, ah, the stress. Yeah. Um, but it just, it was just more of a rearranging. So I think that's, what's really neat is like, if we can, you know, incorporate still that storytelling, because that's what we love. Like you realize when, yeah. when a book gets your attention or a show or a, a speaker, it's, they start with like this, the story that they take you on and then it kind of immerses you and brings you in. So I do that in the book. I'm so lucky that I've been in the industry about 15 years. So I have so much stories to pull on of yeah. clients I've worked with and of my own and growing up and what I went through and what I experienced. So you're right. I try to make it really approachable, really, hopefully women seeing themselves in the these people that I share stories about um, in this book. So it's like, again, non-intimidating and it's inspiring to hear just other everyday women, you know, doing this, making it happen. And this is what you can do as well. Oh, I love that. That makes me like really excited because I don't think, you know, again, you think of like nonfiction as having these stories, but yeah, like it is. It, it's it's all weaving a story together, no matter if you're starting from point one to point five, whatever, but there's a story and being able to think about that to draw in your, your reader and to help make it applicable is really exciting. And um, you mentioned like uh, your book coach had you do some exercises. I'm curious, did you have any that you really loved doing? No, like she would just give me like a, like a scene almost, or just like a sentence. And I'd have to kind of just like riff off it and go from there. And it's fun. Cause it was like taking me outside the box. Cause it's like very yeah. technical, rational Kaylee of like numbers and math. And so then she has me just like, I was writing about like a zombie scenario on one and stuff. I'm like, Oh, this is so fun. Um, and it just gets you outside of the box and almost just like, okay, like gets things flowing in, in your mind. And then you can call on those stories and, and see how you can share them in a way that's like entertaining and fun. And, and for me, even trying to be like funny, I love like humor. Yeah. And I'm so like, in like awe of people who can take humor and, and put it in book form, because it's one thing yeah. to like be a stand up comedian, but it's another thing to put it in writing form. It's really hard to do, especially when you're doing a money book. So I even tried to make it funny too. So that's a, the task um, in its health. But yeah, so it's, it was just just fun getting outside the box and doing something completely different than what you're comfortable with. I would like strongly urge anyone to try exercises like that because it just gets the juices flowing. It, it also seems like you were putting a little bit of your personality in the book. You know, would you say like readers kind of get to see not only the, the values of, of money, but a little bit of who you are? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I make a lot of references to like McDonald's because I'm a huge McDonald's fan. I, I'm a mom to like an eight-year-old and we both love McDonald's. So I have like a whole story about advocating your money, but it starts with the story of my daughter advocating for her fresh fries at McDonald's. Um, go figure. And then, you know, like references to the real housewives and things like that, that I just love and are so fun. And so I do, yes, put a bit of myself in there and just like silly things I did with money or, or like sort of money mistakes and stupid yeah. things I did with money along the way. I'm happy to share those too. 
Oh, that sounds like so exciting. And, you know, again, to have, again, not only in these tools, but to get to know you through, through this process. Um, the, the other thing that you mentioned that I thought was really interesting is talking about that structural edit. You know, I think on, you know, the fiction side, we know about having a developmental edit and thinking about the plot and all of that. But I think that's also helpful for folks listening and knowing that the editing process when you're doing a nonfiction book is also scary. And there's also a lot of components. So what was editing like going through that process? It was really scary. <laughs> like basically you're you're thinking everything's great, right? Like it, it yeah. always feels like the final version and then you're yeah. like, here it is. And then they come back with like, just like almost a generic paragraph of like, it needs to be totally reorganized. And so my mind was like, oh my gosh. So again, it was like, I went to my book coach and, and had a conversation. She helped me just like understand and break it down step by nice. step. But I think it's like for authors and writers to know that like, that's just part of the process. I remember reading, it was good that I was reading um, a book. I can't remember what novel I was reading. And I was reading her acknowledgement section. And she said something about like how she was so grateful for the editors and how this was like her 18th version of the book. And I was like, what like 18 and and so then it felt really normalized that you know it's not good like the first draft is like probably like garbage and it doesn't even look the same from where you start to where you get to but it's amazing how that becomes that so know and like feel still confident in knowing that it might be overwhelming and the editing process might be a little bit scary um and make you feel like almost like doubt yourself or like, oh, I've done this all wrong. Um, But it's not that it's just like, it somehow creates, you know, what it becomes, which is usually amazing. And you don't even realize what that's going to be until you actually get there. It's, It's funny how it works, that there are so many versions or iterations of what it starts with and what it ends up being. And so yeah, hopefully like don't like lose faith or give up or feel too stressed. Um, Know that that's part of the process. And it's like, it's a good part of the process because it's just making it be like the best it can be. Absolutely. Like selfishly, I love that about, you know, my podcast is getting to talk to writers across so many different spectrums. And everyone feels like very similar about the editing process. Because I know in kind of going through that, you know, because again, I'm also new at this and going through and having that sense of like, ah, am I doing everything wrong? Am I doing things right? Um, It was very nerve wracking. And so absolutely, I totally agree um, and, and echo, like if there's someone going through the editing process, um, don't give up, just keep going. Okay. So like editing wasn't maybe like the most fun part. What was your favorite part of this process? I guess it was like the writing as much as I like, didn't like it at times. I don't know. It's so fun. Cause it got me out of my typical day to day, Again, like I'm very analytical in my job and you have to be very like, that's just the way it works and it's very, you know, numbers oriented. So I think it just brought out this creative side that I forgot or I'd kind of like pushed aside over the years. Um, So it was fun. Like I would make sure I had like my writing place, which it was like, I would usually just get a cozy spot, like with like pillows and stuff and, and you start with like a meditation and, um, and then just go, like I would just start and and start writing and I didn't 
necessarily always have a plan, but I did always have like usually like a numbers goal of how many words I wanted to do. Again, being the numbers person, I like broke down like how many words do I have to do a day? But um, sometimes it felt like I didn't know going into it at all what I was going to write, but right, just somehow came out. And I think that's like the beauty of it. It's like when you can get into flow and it's where I was finding that flow. Like I don't, in my job, it happens too. And I guess it's because I'm so used to it and it's part of what I do, but it didn't writing because I'm, you know, this is new to me and this is my first book. It didn't feel as natural. So when I did get to be in that flow place, it felt so interesting because it would just be like, it just literally comes to you and you're like, where is this coming from? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess it is that flow. Like when it's like you lose track of everything and you just start going and, and things yeah. and ideas pop up. So I think that was the fun part, just getting to be in that flow, like access that part where it's like everything kind of on the outside just like fades away and you're so focused. And, and so it's so neat to like be in that, especially as a person who doesn't spend a lot of time in like my creativity side that it was, yeah. it was fun. Oh, lovely. And so like being new to this and going through this process, like what are some things that you wish new writers or people who want to write knew about this process? Um, I think it's just like, it's like believing in yourself and, and knowing that no matter what kind of like career your path you're on or your history with writing, what that looked like, you can still be a writer. Like for me, I was like a straight A student, not to brag or anything, but like across the board, I did so well. And so I remember being in university and my marks were like fabulous, top of the class. But then guess what? I took an English course because I had to take an English <laughs> course and it was my absolute worst mark. Like it, it was barely a pass. And, you know, that messaging to me was like, you're not good at writing. Like that's, that's what I came, what came out of that is like, you're terrible at this. And, and so then that was the messaging is like, I suck at this. So something I wanted to do all my life, like I said to myself, I, I want to write a book that would be amazing to write a book. But then I felt like I wasn't allowed to. Um, yeah. so I would say question some of your own internal beliefs, because there's probably if I would say like, when I say to people, I wrote a book, a lot of the response I get is like, I've always wanted to write a book too, or I had this idea for a book. And I'm always like, well, then just do it. Like I did it. Anyone can do it. So I think that's the message. Like even someone who almost failed English class can write a book. And it's not about that. Like it's you, it's like this journey that you can, anyone can do, but it's believing in yourself and it's understanding that, um, it's not, necessarily like an easy path and that imposter syndrome might come up yes. like feeling like I'm no I don't belong here and I'm not supposed to I'm not a writer like I'm a financial advisor I'm not an author I still feel like I'm not allowed to say I'm an author until my book officially is like out and launched like it comes Girl, out on July 11th and I'm like am I allowed to say I'm an author yet or do I wait um so let me tell you about that struggle I so feel you like only recently do I like put on that title but like like even that is like, yes, I so feel you. So it's like, do I get to say this? Am I like, mm, maybe not really, but yeah. And I encourage anyone to like own that. Like whether you wrote a short story, a sentence, whatever, you're an author. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, it's just like anyone can be, you know, like you can create art and be an artist and you can paint a picture and be a painter. Like, I, I do believe that like, it's not this like closed off feel like where we're not allowed in, like we're, we're all allowed. We're all allowed to explore different avenues. We don't have to like peg ourselves as like, no, I'm the financial advisor and that's all I am. Um, because that's the fun part about life is like getting to experience these different sides to ourselves and try something new and 
Um, so it's, yeah. So it might feel uncomfortable, but I do believe like if you have this book in you, like don't let yourself be what's holding you back. Cause that's mm-hmm. an internal battle of like, I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. I'm not, you know, I wasn't a, a born a really good writer or something. All those things can come up. Um, but you have to push through those. And, and hearing the stat of like the reason that, you know, most books don't even get written or complete was just like, they just don't finish it. I was like, well, that's amazing. All I have to do then is finish it. So just write it and finish it. And it will come from there. Just know like, oh, okay, I can like beat that stat. I can finish a book. Like, it's just, you just have to commit to it, set the goal and go at it. I love that. Absolutely. Especially like challenging those internal beliefs. Absolutely. Because so much comes up <laughs> when you're writing, at least I know it did for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, absolutely. It, it, and it feels so good to challenge that and then get to the other side. And so listen, listeners, we believe in you. So like finish your book, start that book, because you got two people here that believe that you can do it. Yeah, there's so much value in sharing your stories. And there's room for it. Like we're not going to be replaced by AI completely, right? Where there's still so much power in like the authenticity of it coming from a person. Absolutely. Yeah, Kaylee, thank you so much for all your tips. Um, but can you share what are some tips or things that people will find in your money book? Like what are some of the takeaways in there? Yeah. Um, so great question. A lot of what you said of almost like deciding coming from a place of maybe fear, um, not thinking you're good with money, you know, women saying things like, I'm not good with math. I'm not good with numbers. I'm not, money isn't my thing. And that's why I called it make money your thing because we can change that. It doesn't matter what your money story. Yeah. Thank you. It doesn't matter what your money story has been up to this point or where you're at or you're in your journey, whether you're young or old, whether you're in debt, whether you have tons of money, there's all still like value, I think in it for any reader, because it's more so just building confidence in women. It's taking them to a place of saying, like, I've got this. I feel good about this. I can go have a conversation with my financial advisor. I can go make a decision about um, my mortgage, or I can go and I can get out of debt. I can, you know, that you feel equipped to take on these money situations once you've read this book. That's really what I hope. I, I hope to change like the entire relationship women have with money. I think for so long, because it like the patriarchal past or whatever it's from women don't feel like we belong in the sphere of money. We feel right. like we don't feel like we're, you know, serious earners and smart investors. Like we've, again, it's like some sort of imposter syndrome that comes up that this isn't our space to excel in. And of course it is for all women. Like I want every woman to say, I can do the things I want to do. I can achieve these things and not think that that ability to do it relies on a man. Like I had a woman call me the other day and admit that she had the internal belief that she didn't really have to worry about her finances because one day she would get married and her husband would take care of it all. And I'm really glad she said that because that's exactly what I wrote this book for. So women don't have that internal belief anymore. Like if you have it, by all means, okay, that's fine. I'm not saying anything against it. It's probably been socialized into us or told to us by our family or something. Um, But I want that to go away. I want that to be gone for good, that no woman ever thinks that her ability to succeed in her financial life depends on a man. Like, that's absurd. And I'm the mother of a daughter. And I'm just like, I would never want her holding on to that belief. So it's just this empowering, like, we've got this. 
we can make money our thing. And it takes that reader on that journey, first doing some of the inner work to deal with some of the internal money beliefs, and then building that confidence to get to a point where you just feel good about it. Oh, I love that. This isn't just money. It's it's empowerment. It Yay. is. Empowering <laughs> women. Yes. I love that. So Kaylee, please, you know, share where can folks pick up the book? Where can they connect with you? Yes. So you can go to my website, Um, Also, you can find the book for pre-sale now on like Target's website, Amazon, and then it's going to be in all just local bookstores um, as of July 11th. So it's coming nice. out soon, but definitely don't procrastinate. You can get a pre-order copy of it now. So you're ready to go right when it comes out and um, yeah. And, and reach out to me on my website. And if any questions or this brings up anything to you, please reach out. I love having these conversations and I love learning, you know, what issues and, and things people are dealing with so we can have these conversations. Yay. Well, again, congratulations on the release. Um, mine is actually releasing a couple of days later on the 17th. So yay, yay. We're, we're book twins. <laughs> book twins. July's a big month. Yes, it is. Um, so again, Kaylee, congratulations. And um, my any last words before I ask my last question, anything you want to leave like the listeners with? Um, Just that... Like, yeah, like you said, believe in yourself, write that book if you're wanting, if you have this idea, like the world needs it. And I'm sure it's something special that will somehow like can touch the life of someone you don't even realize. That's the great thing about books, like someone from across the world might read your book and be inspired by it. So make sure that like you do the, the, take the action, write the book, believe in yourself. Um, if it's something you're really passionate about, if it's like a nonfiction book about the work you do, there's so much value in that. So get it out to the world and share it because there's so much value in sharing something that obviously is the work you're doing and you're passionate about. So I hope everyone is inspired to write because if, if I can almost fail English and do it, then everyone can do it. Absolutely. And I know I feel inspired to, to write and create. So thank you for that. And, you know, Kaylee, my very last question for you is to end on a little bit more inspiration. So I like to end with um, a word or a phrase that we can use in a prompt similar to your exercises. So if you had to leave us with a word or a phrase that we can use in our creative process, what would you leave us with? Just one word. It could be a word. It could be a phrase. It could be anything. I've had squirrel. I've had trepidation. <laughs> I've had. <laughs> so it could be anything. Mm. Maybe just like an I am, like as a journaling prompt, an I am. There's so much power to like I am, like I am building wealth. I am becoming a writer. I, well, I'm i giving you ideas. I shouldn't plot ideas, but just starting with I am and see where that takes you. Oh, that's so good. I'm like so excited because whether you are doing this like a personal prompt, like you mentioned, whether you're thinking about what it from the character's point of view, there's so many different things. And so listeners, stay tuned to the end of this episode to see what I do with Kaylee's prompt. I am. I can't wait for you to hear it. And Kaylee, I can't wait for the release of your book. So congratulations. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. From the perspective of Tabitha, the main character in my book series, Prophecy Trilogy, New Moon, I am. I am on the edge of a transition, on the precipice of change, so close to a transformation that I can see the reflection of who I am becoming. Yet I am fearful and frozen, locked in the past while yearning for the future. I am a chosen one, one who is powerful, 
one who is instrumental in the course of change. I am a contradiction. I am fragile and soft. I am timid and weak. Can I coexist in this echo chamber of change? I am. I will. I have to be me. Tabitha, chosen one, daughter, sister, friend. I am all that I desire to be and more if I choose to believe in me.